Am I crazy? Turn me up, my friends. <laughs> Hooray. That seems better, right? Yeah. Mic'd. Now I'm mic'd. Let's hear it. Put your hands together. UCB Theater Tuesday night. Yeah. Up top. Very hard high five from that guy. Swinging for the fences. Very cool, hard high five. What you got in that box? You got one of them snacks in there? What you got in there? <laughs> It's a birthday cupcake for 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 shoot got it for you. Oh, it's not my birthday, but I'll eat it. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was nice of her to get you a cupcake to give me on your birthday. That was cool of you guys. Hey, you know what? There's a bunch of awesome comics in back. They can hear you. I liked that you. What if they were up there? You followed. I don't know why I pointed there. It's three. It's that way. But I did point up there, and I liked that you. Where are they? You know, you looked. With your eyes, obviously I'm a great, I'm a dramatist, you know, more than anything. You know, there, there they are, I said, and then you were like, get them down from there. You know, that's, you were concerned. Uh, let's hear it for the comics in back and for this person over here. You know, like, it's just, I didn't, it, sometimes it feels too powerful. Um, and that's why I got into this game, to feel that kind of ultimate power. That's why I got into the comedy game. That's nobody calls it the game. <laughs> Michael Douglas did in that one movie. Is that Michael Douglas, Rhea? Yeah. Thank you, the rest of the audience. <laughs> scary movie. Tough, you know, weird clowns in it. I didn't like it. Too scary. Everything scares me. I found out the other day that just a cloak, just a cloak in a movie. Watch the movie Hot Fuzz. There's a character in that movie. He's wearing a cloak. I was like, I got to turn this off. I kept it on because it's a great movie, but just the idea that someone could be cloaked, almost too much for me. I, all, everything terrifies me, but a hood, like a hood and then a, and then a, and a scream, sort of a d black cloak. Do you know what I'm talking about? A murderer's cloak? You know the kind. They wear them. <laughs> It's a great movie, Hot Fuzz. It also takes, most of it takes place in broad daylight, but then there was just a person in a cloak. It was, I was also watching it during broad daylight, and I was like, oh, fuck, where in my apartment is that person? I just always assume. I watch too many movies where they're behind you, you're brushing your teeth, and then whoop, they pop up. Why were they crouching? <laughs> it just feels like, I mean, is it for the fun of the like, ha ha, you know, is that why? Are they in it for the game? I think they are. Love of the game, they say. Uh, Michael Douglas says that. Too Glenn Close, what a dick in that movie, you know? Fucking the worst, okay, great. Yeah? You got all those references, huh? Some leftover Doug Loves movie crowd right here. 
Doug's, Doug loves movie. That's what it's called. It's a show about Doug. He just loves the one movie. Oh, I'm doing great so far. Charismatic host can just talk for nonsense hours about nothing. Pointing. Nailing it. Nailing it. Oh, I'm Cameron Esposito. I didn't even say that. I'm your host. I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much. Thank you so... Hey, keep it going also. Just warming you up for me. I'm the warm-up for me. That's how good I am at this job. I came out here. Oh, let, get, let them get ready for me. The great thing about it is it's on brand. You know, when I open for me, I find that whoever likes me is going to love me. You know, I feel like it's like, roll it out how it's going to be for the rest. And then they'll, ooh, we can get on board with that. And then I'll just deliver more of the same, but heightened. Um, not, I'm not going to be taller. It's not, I didn't want you to think that. That's the show. I get taller. Uh, the movie Gattaca is what we're talking about now. Because um, he, you know, he has the... You guys remember it. When Uma Thurman's in it, and she's like, you know, which of these guys? And I'm like, neither me. You know, I say that to her um, in real life when we hang out. Guys, I'm good friends with Uma Thurman, and that's what I came here tonight to talk to you about. Oh, not a big Uma crowd? Booma on Yuma. <laughs> Come on on that. Come on. Hey, uh, this first guest on the show, he is a, a pal of ours. Ooh, you saw him in Captain America? I saw him in Captain America. I was like, woo! And also, he's a wonderful comic. He's an author. He's written a ton of amazing books. And he's here right now. Let's hear it for DC Pearson, guys. More than that! It is almost full in here! Hi guys, I'm DC Pearson, and uh, I want to not get serious with you for a, a moment, but just sort of you know change the tone uh, slightly because I was thinking about this show and I realized th th a lot, what a lot of people don't acknowledge, which is that this show is a podcast. Now it's an atypical podcast; it's not an interview style podcast, but it's a podcast nonetheless, and it's recorded for posterity. And I was realizing that it's a little bit weird to me that this podcast does not have guests in a traditional way where a host interviews a guest because there is present at this show tonight a huge part of all art like like is represented here like like someone that's been involved in just about everything artistic you can think of in athletics and and so I want to take this opportunity and play host on this podcast right now to an interview with this uh, this 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 person this thing this collective uh, force and I am speaking of course of the audience. Thank you for being here, and I want to interview you now, the audience, because you've been through so much. We've all, as performers, loved your work. Um, but we've had a little bit of a complicated relationship with you, and so th so thank you so much for being here. Can I get you guys a water? Yes? Okay, great. Absolutely. Hold on one sec. I like to prepare for the podcast. It's not like other podcasts where you go, and they're like, oh, sorry, dude, I got a Diet Coke in the fridge. Are you cool with that? And you're like, no, I don't like that. You know, I, I prepare. Um, so who said yes? Okay, cool. Sorry it's so small. Just go ahead and pass that around to everybody. Um, 
so, uh, audience, what's going on? I, I guess we should just do this um, just one by one. That, that's, that's cool, right? And you guys can sort of all... Because I think that's what makes you guys so great is, like, you're a blend of individuals, you know, that, that come together to form one entity. Uh, where are you from? Um, I'm half Russian, half Romanian, but I grew up in Italy. Oh, my gosh. You're half Russian, half Romanian, and you grew up in Italy. Is that true of all of you? No, right? That's not. There's different people are from different places. That's, did you see, uh, growing up in Italy, like, what, what did you see around you that made you say, like, I want to be an audience member? <laughs> I mean, was your, was, your, was your dad an audience member? Was your mom an audience member? Like, I just like to know, like, cause sometimes it's like, you know, like a dynasty thing. Like, like what led to that? Yeah, everyone around me was an audience member, and I was just inspired. So you came from kind of an audience family. You guys were like the Coppolas of the audience. That's awesome. What about you, man? Where are you from? L.A. You're from L.A.? That's awesome. You said that really deep. I imagine that you hold down like the low end in the audience, right? That's awesome. You guys at home listening to this are probably like, oh, I recognize that dude's laugh from like a lot of comedy albums. Like you're like, that thing's like, <laughs> like that, right? That's awesome. Uh, that's fantastic. So, um, we're probably, you know, I only have a few minutes to do this. So do the rest of you just want to answer collectively on three where you're from? That would be awesome. One, two, three. That is so interesting. I never would have guessed you were from there. What, what did you notice like growing up? Like what's one thing that you noticed growing up in where you just said you're from? One, two, three. I totally see what you're saying. I mostly agree with that thing you said about the place that you're from, but I also have my own little twist on it. So, audience, you've been praised. I took notes, obviously. I wanted to be prepared. You know, I, I've, I've engaged with your work in, in many different ways. Audience, you've been praised for your versatility. I mean, obviously, we see you at football games. You're, like, all painted up. You're drunk, you know. You're screaming, and you're clapping in rhythm, and that's totally awesome. And then, obviously, then we see you at the opera, and it's a totally different thing. And you're older, and you're quiet, and you're dressed up in tuxes. That's so... I mean, that versatility is really something to be praised. Does it get expensive going to all those things and having all those different clothes? Yeah. That I, I would have guessed that. I'm now realizing why no one's asked that before. It's because the answer is pretty obvious. That would be really expensive to have to be at all. Any time there's an event, to have to be there would get pretty expensive. And obviously, audience, I wanted to sort of acknowledge, I guess, the elephant in the room, which is that you and I have had a somewhat fraught relationship over the years. I, I don't think that's any secret to anyone listening right now, who, of course, by the fact of them listening, is also a member of you, the audience. Uh, sometime you found me more clever than funny, I would say, and um, <laughs> members of you and I have uh, sometimes dated the same women. Um, can you speak to that? No. <laughs> Starting to see why you guys are audience members. Um, no, you can't. That's fine. I'll go first. I've, this is sort of part of what's been so great about doing this podcast for me is like just learning that sometimes I need to come out in front of things and I need to be real with my own feelings. So I would say to you, the audience, like I just... I honestly, for me, a lot of it's coming from a place of jealousy. Like, you guys get to sit out there in the dark. I have to be up here and have thoughts that people want to hear. And 
that's just really, really tough for me. And so I guess I'm, I'm jealous, but it's like, I can't do what you do and you can't do what I do. You know what I mean? Like when I'm at home and I'm sitting and I'm watching like an episode of House of Cards on Netflix, I go, ugh, and then I immediately stand in front of my TV and start doing a show for no one. So I get it. Like I, I get where that, I, I get sort of now where the tension is coming from. This has actually been really cathartic for me. Thank you so, so much. Um, I heard that you guys are actually branching out a little bit, um, and, and, and your publicist told me that actually on this podcast you wanted to do a song from your new album. Is that true? Uh, awesome. Um, I'm sorry, can you remind me, what is that, what's that album called again? I don't have an album. It's called I Don't Have an Album. So you guys are doing kind of a Charlie Kaufman sort of a thing where it's like, whoa, it's not an album. That's really, that's kind of an interesting thing to do on your first album is kind of go that meta way, but I dig it. And, and, and um, what is the song that you guys are going to do called? Uh, Cupcake. Oh, Cupcake. I dig that. I really like that a lot. You should think about going into non-audience stuff. Um, so you guys are going to do Cupcake. Cool. So um, I'm, I've heard that uh, you... Miss are gonna you, you, your thing is you're gonna kind of lead everyone uh, and then everyone's gonna sort of join in so you won't feel weird for very long because as soon as you start everyone else is gonna join in immediately with exactly as much if not more energy than than you're gonna provide um, so uh, yeah uh, great so this is um, the audience with uh, with cupcake take it away cupcake is what we like. Um, that was amazing, guys. Give yourself a round of applause. And while you're giving yourself a round of applause, uh, stick to giving rounds of applause. It's what you're good at. Thank you very much. DC Pearson, you guys. Let him hear it. Claps to you guys that played along and uh, everybody else that said no, you can get out right now. <laughs> and sign up for UCB classes where you'll learn to say yes and. <laughs> next time, next time. You guys, I'm really excited because I started getting gray hair. The other day I was getting my hair cut and the guy that cuts my hair was like, ooh, sparkles. And I was like, what? <laughs> are you talking about there is no reason this head would have sparkles on it the only reason I can think of is if I somehow became like a 6th grade gym teacher overnight and that did not happen and then I realized like he's, he was just like oh this, no I, you have gray hair coming in and I was like awesome now maybe th people will know that I'm in my 30s and not 12 years old all the time and cosplaying an adult so I went into 7-Eleven the other day to buy a lighter it wasn't even for me it was for a friend so I went into 7-Eleven I picked up a lighter I chose the correct color one that would match his phone case set that in the bottle of water that I was purchasing for myself on the counter the guy working there looked at me like this. He said, how old are you? And I said, 32? And he was like... 
I said, do you want to see some ID? He goes, I think I should. <laughs> I gave it to him. He picked it up. <laughs> All right. And he sold me the lighter. And then when I was walking out of there, I was trying to talk myself out of my silent rage, you know? <laughs> It's like, well, they card anybody that looks like they're under 35, so he's just doing his job. He's trying to keep flames out of the hands of babes. That's a good thing, right? When I got home, and I looked it up, and there is no age restriction on selling lighters to minors. So I want to know, how old did he think I was? Did he think I was just like three infants that got together and found a jean jacket and were like, it's like waddled into a 7-Eleven? That is going to haunt me until my deathbed. I'm going to be surrounded by my family and I'm going to say, how old did he think I was? They're like, great grandmother, what are you talking about? I hope they call me great grandmother, that would be fantastic. And then a nurse comes in and is like, what is that 12-year-old boy doing in a deathbed? Get out of there! That's for dying people. You guys ready to keep the show going? I sure am. This next comic, I got to see him in Minneapolis uh, at Acme. He's been all over the place. He's a real funny dude. You guys give it up for Pat Sussmilch. Give it up! This, this is exciting. The last time... I was on the stage was for my 101 performance, so that's fun. It was just me up against the back wall, terrified, like I was escaping prison in a silent movie. It was great. Um, I don't mean to big time you guys, but back where I'm from, Minneapolis, a local newspaper named me Artist of the Year 2014. So, yeah. It's been, it's been months since 2014, but I'm going to ride that train till I die. Uh, I don't know if any of you read it, but it was very poorly written. It started out saying, Pat Sussmelch is the most unavoidable man in comedy. Which does not sound like a compliment. Sounds like I'm just sneaking up at people at work yelling jokes at them. I think he realized that because the next line was, in a good way. Because it wasn't written on a word processor. Can't go back and change that first sentence. You just got to keep going. Uh, and then later it said that Pat Sussmelch has the best cat material. in the Midwest. <laughs> Not the nation. The Midwest. But it's fun, though, because they named me an artist. So, like, now I'm an artist, so I can just do whatever I want on stage. And if you don't like it, it's because you don't get it. <laughs> I could tell three minutes of Windows 95 jokes, and you would just have to deal with it. <laughs> Windows 95? <laughs> What is that? How many floppy disks it comes on? <laughs> Why do they call it Windows? Because it breaks easily. <laughs> Windows 95? 
more like Windows 9 to 7 because I had to work late because it kept crashing. <laughs> My favorite song is Dave Matthews Band Crash Into Me because it's about Windows 95. <laughs> They had the Rolling Stones do the music for Windows 95 ads, but I think they should have used Leonard Skinner because three of the original band members died in a crash. <laughs> Just saying, when things aren't going well, that's because when God closes a door, he opens Windows 95. <laughs> oh, I got 95 problems. Windows is all of them. <laughs> And thus concludes Windows 95 jokes. I don't think you should clap at that. Uh, I was in New York City recently because, as it turns out, traveling is a lot easier than staying at home and facing your problems. Uh, and here's a tip for the airport at New York City. Apparently, there's a lot of fake taxis that you're just supposed to know about. I got in one, ended up spending $70 to go two miles, which is apparently too much. And I got worried the rest of the trip. What else is fake? Like, is this, is this a subway car or just some dude in a van driving on the tracks? Is this an ATM or just some woman in a cardboard box making beeping sounds? $70 transaction fee, that seems high. While I was there, I went to a Black Lives Matter protest because all those words in that order, I agree with that. <laughs> and I know there's people on the internet that are like, whatever, all lives matter. And it's like, what are you also like going outside a children's hospital saying it should just be a hospital? <laughs> Fuck you and your tiny instruments. <laughs> One of the chants at the protest was the system shut it down. And I said, hey guys, are we here to protest racist cops or Windows 95? God, that's so dumb. Um, so a lot of people, uh, when they see me, they think to themselves, well, here's a man that wants to see pictures of my cat. And this is not true. Like, I'm sure Meow Sean Lynch is adorable or whatever your cat's name is, but <laughs> don't show me pictures of your cat after the show. Like, like I know, like, it's like, oh, it's ironic because he said not to. Don't do that. Don't show me pictures of your cat. Like, unless it's an orange cat. Like, that's awesome. I love Garfield. I love Heathcliff. You can show me that orange cat. That's great. You can show me that. But otherwise, don't show me pictures of your cat after the show. Uh, unless it's a black cat with, like, white paws, because then it looks like it's wearing boots, and that's adorable. Like, look at that. Look at that sassy black cat with those sassy white boots. That's awesome. But otherwise, don't show me pictures of your cat after the show. Uh, if it's a kitten, okay. It's not a cat yet. I'm not a monster. You can show me that. But otherwise, don't show me pictures of your cat after the show. Unless, if it's like a cat in a thing that cats don't belong in, like a cat in a watering can, okay, a cat in a flower pot, that's a flower pot, not a cat pot. Get out of there, you silly cat. <laughs> like a cat in a jack-o'-lantern, but only if it's like popping out and like the top of the pumpkin is still on its head like a little hat. Otherwise, don't waste my time. 
So yeah, other than that, don't show me pictures of your cat uh, after the show. Um, I was, like if it was like one of those cats that got like injured and like its back legs are like just wheels, like you can show me that because that's inspiring. That's inspiring. Cat got injured, but you can't stop her from doing cat stuff. That's awesome. What I'm trying to say is just show me pictures of your cat after the show because it is the only thing keeping the gun out of my mouth. So. And that is the best cat material. In the Midwest. What you got, LA? <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Guys, more time for Pat Sussbell. She's amazing. Hey, we are going to keep it right on. Ooh, cool, cool Marin shirt. How, how are you, do you listen to WTF with Mark Marin? Do you also watch the television show? Did you watch the most recent episode? Do you know who is, a, who is a big star in it? My stupid face. Oh, it was great. You should go home and watch it right now. Leave the show. Go watch me on your tiny computer phone. It was great. I got to act. I was, like, so mad at Mark in real life. I was so mad. At, no, I had, to, I had to yell at his face. And then slam a door 87 times in a row. Which is exhausting. Turns out I can't imagine how they film something like Game of Thrones. Where they have to be like, I own all of this! Can we get, get, can we get that again? <laughs> I own all of this! You know what? We weren't rolling. We forgot. <laughs> we weren't even... One more time. No, I'm not gonna. They never say that on that show, but that should be all they say. They could just take out all the other dialogue. The other dialogue could be other characters asking them, how, how much of this do you own? <laughs> I own all of this. Thank you. Some great Game of Thrones material. Oh, she gonna be John Connor's mom? That dragon mom? She gonna she she makes dragons and the savior of the human race. That chick does so much. Do you guys not watch movies? Or do you not like know what's coming up? What's up with you guys? Are you not hip to what's coming up? Do you not know what Amelia Clark is up to, guys? She's gonna be Sarah Connor, guys. That's so crazy because Lena Headey was Sarah Connor in the show, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, and then they're both on Game of Thrones, being like, "All this is mine." You motherfuckers! That was great. You should be applauding that. I'm just telling you, like, I understand that you're tired and you've worked, but, like, this, you are, I just am furious with you that you are not seeing that you are 
watching geniuses tonight. You should be on your feet. This is going to be so embarrassing. Two, three years, I'm going to be the biggest name in stand-up comedy. You know what? I'll block all you motherfuckers. Follow me now, and you'll never be able to follow me then, motherfuckers. All this is mine! This next comic, I'm a huge fan of hers. I love her when she's in town. She lives in New York, but it's always great when she's here in LA. Let's hear it right now for Phoebe Robinson, guys. Give it up for Phoebe! Keep it going for that chair I walked into. Real smooth. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm in, things are good in my life. Uh, I sounded way too braggy, but they are. Things are good. Uh, I just moved in with my boyfriend, which is very exciting. Been together about three and a half years. Uh, and I'm very pumped to live with him, but I'm also kind of nervous because the longer we've been together, like, my, ste- my sex game has just, like, steadily declined. <laughs> just because, like, I know he loves me, I love him, so I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever, I'm very chill, which is, which is not good. It's like I keep this relationship together. Uh, basically, my sex game is like, do you guys know those workout videos where there's always that chick in the background who does, like, the modified version <laughs> of every exercise? That's me. Uh, all day, every day, just minimal effort. Um, like, I don't give blowjobs on my knees anymore. I just kind of, like, lay on my side. And I go, but scandal's about to come on. That's the whole job. That is... That's all I'll get into. Um, I have a niece now. She's about 11 months old. She's very adorable. She's a hybrid. Uh, Half black, half white. Pretty cool. One person was into it. Um, No, she's a very, she's very adorable baby. Uh, The color hasn't come in yet. So she looks very white. Um, And I love her. I do. I love her very much. But... I want her to get darker because I don't want her to have a better life than I do. <laughs> I know that's a horrible thing to say because I'm her aunt. I'm not supposed to be like, you suffer, bitch, but that's how... <laughs> I just want her to know what it feels like to get like follow-through like Whole Foods where you're like carrying like sliced pineapple. Like I want her to know how weird that is. Uh, I'm a bougie person. I buy sliced pineapple. Not gonna steal. But no, it's just, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like being like a, being like a biracial kid is just so much cooler. Because everyone's just like intrigued and like wants to know what your makeup is. Like, what are you? What are you? So she gets to do like the fun math. Like she'd be like, I'm like 50% black, like 30% white, like whatever Native American. (laughs) I don't get to do that. 
because you can tell what I am when you see me. Every once in a while, I'll get someone who's like, they won't, they, they're, they're not sure. They're like, oh, there has to be something in here. And so they're like, what are you? And I'm just like, oh, I'm just black. <laughs> and they get so disappointed. <laughs> they get so sad. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was, I'm black as hell! <laughs> and then they're like, oh, cool, cool, that's different. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a Baltimore strain. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I used to, uh, used to work in this office at Fuse. I was right on this TV show that no one watched because it's on Fuse. And it's okay, the check's still cleared, so I'm fine. Um, yeah, I was right on the show, and we had, uh, none of us had offices, so it was all like open space cubicles. And, um... I sat across uh, from this uh, this white lady, and one day she was like walking past me, and she like came over to me, and she just started like touching my hair like a lot. She's like, oh, she's very complimentary. She's like, oh my god, I love your hair. I love your hair. It's so cute. Whatever, whatever. And uh, I was like, hey, sorry, um, <laughs> you can't do that because slavery. Uh, so. <laughs> had a deadline, so I had to give her, like, the Cliff Notes reason. Um, and she apologized. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, that now. And I was like, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. And the next day, she came into the office, and she's, I guess she still felt bad. So it's like, further, like, apology or, like, reparations. She, she gave me, like, an oatmeal cookie to be like, peace, sister. Uh, which is bullshit because oatmeal cookies aren't even real cookies. So now I'm more pissed about the oatmeal thing than touching my hair. I mean, if, you're, if you feel bad about touching a black person's hair, that's like at least like a, a Rocky Road cookie. I know that was dumb, but I wanted to try. I wanted to see if that was going to work. Um, it did not work. Um, <laughs> I'm black as hell. There we go. Get back on track. Um, I feel like uh, society doesn't allow for there to be gay virgins. Like they exist, but I feel like straight people can't handle it. Because we like we just like to have answers all the time and like for example if like a, a gay person goes up to the friend like hey you know i know i haven't had sex yet but i know that i'm gay a straight friend would be like mm, are you sure don't you want to get like a second opinion on that and basically just me like hey like go fuck a chick for three months like it's a shitty unpaid internship at gay all day every day university just so I can know if I can eat Chick-fil-A around you or not. I just, I don't want to make that sacrifice if you're not sure. Straight people are so fucking selfish. We are, we're terrible. Um, thank you. <laughs> I, um, I need 
black people to stop achieving so much stuff right now. <laughs> it's too much. It's great on one hand, but on the other hand, there's not going to be anything good left by the time I have kids for them to be the first to achieve at it. <laughs> so then basically I'm just going to have like a, a regular ass kid, you know? Like I just, I'm going to have a white kid. Like I didn't sign up for that. Because I'm black as hell. All right, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> You guys, there's still two amazing comics on this show. Do you have room in your hearts for two amazing comics? But then what if I left and I came back out and it was just me? Two more times. Just me. Yeah! Ah! You guys, two more wonderful comics. And I can't remember who we said was next. Is it Craig? Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, we love it when he stops by. Let's hear from Mr. Craig Anton, guys. Give it up for Craig! Keep it going, Craig Cameron, for God's sake. She's, she's engaged. She only has five minutes of material. <laughs> What happened to these people? Too good to show up? How are you? This is great. She's engaged. I'm so thrilled for her. I'm thrilled for anybody in love. Raise your hand if you're in love. Raise your hand. Two people. Awesome. My wife and I just celebrated 21 years of marriage, so... And it's been like 21 minutes underwater. That's a dad joke, really. That's a shitty joke your dad would tell you and you would steal and use it. But I'm thrilled for Cameron and Rhea. Uh, it's a pretty big deal uh, to be in love in this day and age when there's so much uncertainty. Uh, so stay in that pink bubble of love as long as you can. I'm serious, because it's it's, it fucking blows, right? Don't tell them, but it is hard. And it becomes a battle of wills. I have, we have two, we have twin daughters now. And uh, that just, there's just never sex anymore. My wife went from, anyway. And we wheeled the kids around. And people are like, oh, twins, are they twins? And I, I have to fuck with these people. No, they're, they're the surviving members of septuplets. <laughs> Where are you going? Let's have a play date. And you have the play dates, and you meet Madison, and Aster, and Whiskers, and Tobias, and Rainbow, and Sunshine, and Fucky, and Plucky, and all Jingo, and Django, and Tim Tim. And, uh, and, the, and the parenting styles are just, like, completely whack now. The, kid, the parents are just, the kid's just like, Mom, 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 wigging out on crack sugar, sugar, you know, whatever. One TV, one of the TV, TV's on TV, and and uh, the mother's this mother who's like Madison, Madison, do you want a timeout? I'm like, what the fuck is a timeout? 
When I was growing up, it was a blackout. <laughs> you wake up on the other side of the room. Last time I was here, I did not have time to finish the trick, but it was the <laughs> king of diamonds. <laughs> right? Pretty fucking great, right? A couple of people was, were here. This is about four years ago. This is a good crowd. You guys are all facing the right direction. This is good. I book a show at the Trader Joe's on 3rd in La Brea. And, uh, Sunday afternoons. That's a tough, that's a tough show. Uh, I just started a new job. I started as my, my own company. It's a marijuana delivery uh, service and a taxi service called Duber. Uh, Thank you. American Idol's going away. How do you feel about that? Are you ready? Yeah. Are you into The Voice? Is that your show now? No. No. Any of those shows? I hate all those shows, too. Reality just killed my career completely. Well, I killed my career. Who am I kidding? I like to drink. No, I I got married. I had kids. That's what happened. Just killed the little creative child in me. Killed it. Squashed it dead. <laughs> Did you know in America that three, this statistic is true, three out of five marriages now end with a blow to the back of the head? <laughs> it's true. Halloween's right around the corner. You know, There is nothing quite like the look on a little kid's face when they take a bite out of a caramel-covered onion. Oh, yeah. There you are. We've been worried sick about you. Could you hear us in there? Yeah, we could hear you, too. Let's roll the tape. You're in my reality show. I want to be that guy that just shows up all, uh, all the time and says, hey, can I get your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> I'm out of data. Data. Oh, can, I get you, can I get your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> I went to Coachella this year, went with my daughters, <clears throat> my twin teenage evil daughters are trying to kill me. <clears throat> and, uh, and like we waited through the whole thing and then at the, at the end they text me on the last night we were backstage at Wu-Tang Clan and I'm like get the fuck out of there <laughs> these little white wood nymphs backstage at the Wu-Tang Clan cause I'm not gonna leave the LaRue show you know a good crowd, I tell you. I book a show at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond at the Beverly Center on Friday mornings. And it is... It's, I gotta book more of these kind of rooms. Ten of diamonds. What well, is a king of diamonds? That's what gotta get going. Gotta do more shows. Brushing it off. Got big shows coming up. Oh, what else did I want to say? Oh, Tom Brady really blew it, huh? 
Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton? Who set the time machine back to fucked? What's gonna happen? Come on, people. Let's get with it, huh? Without revolution, there can be no evolution. Am I right? Fucking get out there and make some change, people. I swear to God, do it, please. I did not fuck my way, just blow everything. I didn't fuck everything up so to watch you guys come along and tweet yourself to sleep. You gotta help the old people. I gotta get going. I got another show to do in August, so thank you. <laughs> Congrats again to Cameron and Rhea, everybody. They're in love. Fucking A. Thank you. Craig Anton, you guys, let him hear it. That, that Duber joke. A plus plus. Love that Duber joke. Super good. Craig was talking about Tom Brady. And I feel like, as far as the Patriots go, Tom Brady is the worst of the bunch. It's a Brady Bunch joke. Works a little bit better on Twitter because I capitalized the B in bunch. Hard to capitalize things on stage trying to figure that out. You guys have it in your hearts for this final amazing comic that we have coming to the stage? Awesome. We love it every time he comes by. It's super funny. You guys give it up for Dave Anthony. That's a very intense uh, to have it in your hearts. I have a lot of issues, so I don't know what we're getting into right now. Yeah, congrats on the marriage. Uh, I'm, I've been married for 10 years, so... The, so we were in a cab. It's not... It's not. It's not. Because after you have a kid, you're like, well, it doesn't matter what happens now. We can't get divorced. Like, one day she just looked at me, and she goes, you could totally fuck other people, and I wouldn't be able to do anything. I was like, I know, it's fucked up. That's what happens when you have a kid. You're just like, he'd get too upset. We were in a cab in San Francisco, and he starts doing the, the cab driver's Korean, and he's he's five. He's in the backseat going like this. And I'm like, what the? What are you doing? And he goes, I can see square things when I do this. I'm like, right. And I look at my wife, and she goes, should we tell him? And I was like, fuck, I don't care. I mean, that's marriage. At some point, you're like, I don't give a shit anymore. But we had to tell him what he was doing was horribly racist. <laughs> I know you're trying to see square shapes and stuff, but you're a fucking asshole. It's terrible, your innocence. Son of a bitch. I, um... I used to have... I used to be much angrier. I'm still much angrier than all of you, but I'm less... I'm more able to function in society. Um, I was on the 10... Like when I first moved here, and uh, it was like a, it was just one of those days. It was a parking lot. It was like Friday at five. No one's moving, and so I'm sitting in the fast lane, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to get off the highway because it's not really a highway right now." And so I look on my mirror, I look over, you know, my shoulder, and then I start to merge, and I hear this, and I was like, "That's a weird noise to hear on a highway." 
And uh, I turn around, and there's a guy on a motorcycle who I cut off, and he's like, you son of a bitch. He's like hitting my car. He's like, you fucking almost killed me. And I was like, I didn't see you. I did not. I gave one of the, wa- I gave one of the waves. And I threw the hand up, and I'm like, look. Oh, I almost killed you, but we're okay now. We are friends. Look at that. My hand is moving. And, uh, and then he pulled around the side of me, and uh, started punching me in the face. And I was like, that's wrong. Uh, and so he's hitting me. And, uh, and then he started to drive away. And I was like, you can't just fucking hit me and drive away. So I just I turned the car. I just knocked him down. Yeah, I just went and put him down on the road. I thought that would be a good idea. You know, because he brought a motorcycle to a car fight. And uh, that was a bad idea on his part. And, you know, when you're really mad and someone's doing something and you're like, all right, this is going to be a good idea. I'm going to hit this guy. It sounds great in the moment. But then after you actually hit someone, you're like, oh, God, that was actually a terrible idea. That's actually a felony. Oh, wow, I just committed a felony. So he was laying there, and, uh, and I looked at him, and I, my first thought was, oh, I should go. I should just probably get out of here because this seems like a bummer for everybody. Uh, so now I don't believe in God. I'm not a big religious person. But uh, if I ever were to believe in God, this moment... I mean, if they, if they make another Bible, I don't know if anybody's talking about that. But this should be like a new chapter or whatever you call it. I didn't ever read the Bible, but this should be in there. right? Because it's right after the... Mo- is Moses in the Bible or is that like a kid's... I actually went to Catholic school for a year in high school, and I don't know shit about the Bible. I don't even know if Moses is in there. That's how much I, I got D's. So I look, I look to my right, and the cars just parted. Like all of a sudden, the spa- like a space just opened up. And so I, it was almost as if God was going, come on, you did a great job hitting that guy. Let's get out of here. So I turned my car and just made a right on the highway and went across all the lanes... And they got on the shoulder and just took off down the shoulder. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. This is amazing. I just committed a felony. Holy shit, what have I done? It's a hit and run. Now I'm going to jail. And I'm totally flipping out. I'm like, well, now I got I to gotta call the cops on myself. Because I got to tell them what happened, sort of. So, so I, pulled off the, uh, I pulled off the highway right there and I went to the Del Taco. You guys know what I'm talking about, Robertson. That's where, you, if you commit a crime in that area, that's where you go. And, uh, and I was like, I'll take, a, I'll take a pan and cheese with green sauce. And then, and then I called the cops. And, uh, and so I called the cops, and I was like, hey, cops. <laughs> Some stuff went down. Uh, nobody's fault, but a guy got hit. <laughs> We should come out. You don't want to rap about it or whatever we, you guys do. So, so then I was waiting for like a half hour because, you know, in L.A. they're like, well, is anybody dead? And you're like, no. They're like, all right, it's going to be a while. <laughs> so I was, for a half hour, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to jail. This is it. I'm going to fucking jail. I, I finally ruined myself with my getting angry shit. And I'm like just pacing and freaking out. And then the cop comes, it's a highway patrolman, and uh, he comes up to me and he goes, uh, so... Uh, why don't you tell me what happened? And I was like, okay. So I'm on the highway just minding my business. And then this guy just started punching me <laughs> in the face, like out of nowhere. Uh, and, then, and then I said, so because he was punching me, 
it made me try to duck, and that made me turn the wheel. <laughs> right? It's a plausible explanation. And then I did it for him. I actually went, uh, and I punched myself, and I moved the wheel. And he was like, oh, I don't want to be a cop anymore. Uh, this is my limit. I've seen too much. So he says, he goes, uh, well, look, we sent a car by, and there's nobody out there on the highway. There's no motorcycle, no guy laying down. Uh, nothing. And nobody else called it in. The other cars didn't call it in, which is classic great, great people, Los Angeles. Uh, just, just, just peaches. So, uh, so nobody said a word. It was like I was the only guy that reported my own crime. And he's like, so, so you're free to go. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, he's probably an illegal immigrant. And I was like, how awesome is that? You can just hit them and take off. What a fucking horrible world we live in. And that's why I'm not in jail. All right, thank you very much. He goes to Del Taco. What? He goes to Del Taco. <laughs> was that part of the thing? That, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, I just missed the part about Del Taco, and I thought you were saying something so racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, so racist. Wow. That I got right. genuinely worried. Because he was like, he's probably like an undocumented oh, person. You thought I was commenting on that. And part I of thought the you were like, well, obviously he goes to Del Taco. <laughs> and I was like, Rhea, Jesus! Not at all. Stop holding the sides of your eyes, I said to you. <laughs> I'm not doing that. that I'm, I'm not doing that podcast. I'm right, not doing this that. is a podcast. She's not doing that. <laughs> not doing that? I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, guys, this has been the show. It's been a great show. Uh, before you leave, I just want to share one uh, final five minutes with you. <laughs> you guys have engaged. Just to I'm be... not going to do it. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much. Here for everybody you saw. Rio Cameron. Have a great night. See you next week. I did.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.